Okay. Hey, everyone. So I hope all is well. And thanks again for listening. So in this brief episode, I thought I'd say a little something about both Jean-Paul Sartre and Nietzsche's view on the past. Because in their own way, they each have some issues with it. Or um, maybe more specifically, you could say that for reasons of their own, they each privilege the present over the past. Okay, so uh, let's just get right into it. And let's take Sartre first. So maybe a good place to start with him is with his famous novel, Nausea. So in that story, the main character, Racontin, is showing someone photographs from his many travels and adventures. But as he's doing this, and as he himself is looking at them again, he realizes that these images, well, they aren't really identical with his original experiences. And actually, what he realizes is that his real experiences have disintegrated, like, uh, as he says, dead leaves. Or to put it another way, Recontin comes to understand that his memory of something from the past is only a faded copy of a former present experience that itself no longer clings to reality. Suffice it to say, this ended up being a real epiphany for him, as it made him come to see that, quote, all that was not present did not exist, end of quote. Now, for Sartre more generally, the point is, is that the past is, well, it's essentially nothing. Or to put it another way, the past is irrelevant. I mean, for him, even our own personal history, the choices we've made and the kinds of things that we've done, really, they don't genuinely indicate who it is we are right now in the present. Who it is we are is born of our choices at every present moment. It's born of the affirmation of our freedom in the here and now. Actually, here's an example of the idea that the past is irrelevant, of the sort that Sartre uses. So, take for instance the case of a gambling addict. Let's suppose that this person has had an epiphany of sorts and has resolved to give this up. He said to himself that he's never going to gamble again. He's never going to be a gambler. The problem, however, is this. The problem is, is that this resolution of his lies in the past. And the situation that he faces, to gamble or not, now, well, that's in the present. Sure, the person here would like to be assured in his confidence that this past intention of his not to gamble will govern what is about to happen right now. But, sadly, it doesn't work this way. No, the reality is, is that right now, in this present moment, is when his personal freedom to decide not to gamble must be made. In other words, he has to acknowledge to himself that, by itself, the past carries no weight here. Despite past resolutions, things now could change. And so, it doesn't matter what he resolved to do in the past. That has no power anymore. If he doesn't want to be a gambler, he's going to have to begin afresh. He's going to have to choose not to gamble again right now in the present. Okay, 
Well, as I mentioned uh, at the outset, the other thinker who privileges the present over the past is Nietzsche. And what he says about this comes mostly from his essay called On the Uses and Disadvantage of History for Life. Anyway, so essentially what Nietzsche thought was that the society of his time was suffering from the malady of history, as he called it which was something like the excessive concern of history and past cultures. He thought that all these ideas from the past, which have no real connection to people's needs, took precedence over their own present-moment instincts. In other words, he thought that our historical consciousness had repressed our psychic and instinctual life and blocked us from sensations and emotions. Because we're always stuck in the past, it's inhibited our passion and destroyed our capacity for creativity and action. Our historical awareness preserves life, but it doesn't engender it. So, Nietzsche was basically warning us about the danger of history imposing itself on the present and so debilitating us. Now, Maybe another way of saying this is that, for him, it's impossible to fully live without forgetting. Yeah, that's the key for him. We need to develop a healthy dose of forgetting if we don't want to be weighed down by the habits of the past. Only through forgetting do we bring to bear to the present a fresh and unburdened perspective on life, and so with it, a courage to really act. And, uh, by the way, for Nietzsche, it's not just the past that's held in suspicion. It's also the future. And here he's especially concerned with uh, religions. You see, what religions tend to do is they tend to posit an imagined eternity in an afterlife. But this, Nietzsche thinks, just diminishes the importance of this life right here. It moves us away from the sacred and vital ephemeriality that is the present. We must savor the now. So much so, in fact, that were we to have to repeat this very moment right now over and over again forever, we would absolutely rejoice at the prospect. (laughs) 